Sterling Fox with you on this Saturday morning. Yesterday, flipping through Glacier Media headlines, came across this one in the North Shore News. To my relief, political polarization remains less pervasive in Canada than in the U.S. A new survey measured attitudes toward government among Canadians and Americans and found immense differences. He who conducted that new survey is Mario Canseco, the president of Research Co. Mario's on the line this morning with details. Good morning, Mario. Good morning, Sterling. Great to be here with you. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, Mario, as you take the pulse of Canadians and British Columbians. I had to say, and I, and I said it moments ago, to my relief, uh, I find after reading uh, the nuts and bolts of this survey, Canadians are distinctly less polarized than the, our American cousins. Tell us more, please. Well, we were very curious about trying to figure out how Canadians are feeling about this concept of their freedoms being invaded. Uh, this has been one of the major talking points for Pierre Polyever, who wants to be the new leader of the Conservatives. Right. And we've seen uh, the way in which the American political discourse has been changing over the past few years, partly because of the Donald Trump campaign and the fact that he became president and wants to run again. And it's usually uh, interesting to look at the way Canadians feel about an issue, but having that opportunity to compare with the United States. Over the past five, six years, the amount of attention that we pay to U.S. politics is higher than it's been in any other moment in Canadian history. So we thought, okay, are we polarized? But also, how do we compare to the Americans? And the answer to uh, each question is uh, not as much as we would like to believe or some people would lead us to believe. Uh, but also certainly not in the same situation that we see south of the border. Interesting stuff, because, you know, it's it's gotten so tense in some parts of the United States that people are actually, if you happen to be, a, a say, in a red state, but you happen to be a Democrat, well, you don't tell people that anymore. It's it's not safe to do so. That's That's not a good, healthy thing, is it, Mario? It isn't. You know, we see it as an opportunity for people to tell us how they feel about certain aspects of their lives. And uh, the fact that we conduct our service online allows us for a certain type of detachment from a topic. You're not going to feel a little bit guilty if you're confessing to vote for a specific party, to somebody who's on the phone. And this is what we wanted to ask people. Are you able to express your views politically? Are you somebody who is essentially keeping your political views to yourself because of the way that you feel those around you will react. And we have a third of Canadians who say, yeah, I cannot express my political views sometimes because I fear that somebody is going to judge me. Uh, but it climbs all the way to 49% in the United States. So this is the part that is really confusing because you have half of people in the U.S. saying, I'd rather not talk about my right. politics. Yeah. I'm still going to vote. I'm still going to do things. I'm still going to pay my taxes. Uh, but I don't feel safe talking about specific issues in front of others. It's interesting. So, so half of Americans say that. I suppose the number that surprises me, Mario, is the fact that it's almost one third of Canadians. I would have thought that it would have been lower among Canadians, but I guess it depends on where you live, too, doesn't it? Well, one of the things that really defines how we feel about this particular issue is who we vote for. And we see people who voted for the Liberal Party or the New Democratic Party in the last federal election saying, I'm okay, I can talk about how I feel about the parties that I support. Uh, if you voted for the Conservatives, if you voted for the Greens, uh, but more significantly, if you voted for the People's Party, you are more likely to say that you're withholding your views. And, and this is quite striking, because when you think about it plainly, particularly in the realm of social media or also in regular conversation, Conservatives, Greens, and People's Party voters are more likely to say that they are not happy with the way things are going, that Justin Trudeau is leading the country the wrong way. 
So it's kind of ironic that these are the people who are saying that they feel that they can say what they want to say, because if you look at social media, they certainly have. Indeed. Now, one the one uh, uh, number or column in which both Canadians and Americans line up almost equally is, has to do with voting and the fact that uh, those of us who vote or many of us who might vote but don't uh, feel that their vote doesn't actually matter. And that's disturbing. Uh, tell us about those numbers. That was the eye-opener for me because we do not have a situation where a lot of people who participate in the political process are happy with the way this process is being conducted. We have 52% of Americans and 51% of Canadians who say that their vote in federal elections does not make a difference. Now, part of this is systemic. Uh, we have a situation where the, um, the scenario uh, is related to uh, the electoral college, sure. right? It's not something that you want to see. It's not a situation that is particularly great. Um, and that causes a lot of confusion for people because I, I live in a state where the party I support doesn't really help me. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, but you also have the other uh, situation here in Canada, which is the first-past-the-post system. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I just don't feel that the situation is going to be conducive for me so, um, being able to vote for somebody who has a chance to win. So it's a systemic matter more than anything. So as far as uh, the, this, uh, the, the sentiment about the vote, not my personal vote, not making a big difference, uh, slightly over half in both Canadian and American surveys, what does this tell you about the next, well, in the, the American um, have midterms coming up in a, a matter of weeks, but the next election here in Canada? Well, it's crucial for parties to try to connect with people. I think that is part of the essence of this. And there's also a sense of dissatisfaction with the fact that Justin Trudeau promised to reform the electoral system and it didn't actually happen. So you have people who are deeply dissatisfied with the way things are going. Now, the way you change that is to give people something to vote for. You look at the election of 2008 in the United States. It has one of the highest voter turnouts because you found a lot of people who were motivated by Barack Obama to come out and vote and to cast the ballot. And we just don't have the same situation in Canada. We haven't had an election that matches the voter turnout that we had in 1988 when the key issue was free trade. So if you have an issue that is going to galvanize people and motivate them to vote, even with the inadequacies of the system that we have, uh, that is going to change things. And it's not something that we've seen over the past three campaigns. They have been roughly ho-hum. Well, I have a feeling the next one isn't going to be quite so dull, don't you? (laughs) That's the expectation for me as well. I think there's a certain level of excitement that can be generated within Canadian politics. Uh, But it's ultimately also about the fact in which I guess the way in which we knock on doors and the types of things that we want to talk about. Um, There was an expectation, uh, particularly in the last election, that because of the pandemic and the management, the federal liberals would get their majority. And it didn't turn out to be the way it was when they drew the fact that they were going to call this election. Interesting stuff. It is still to my relief that political polarization remains less pervasive in Canada than in the States. Uh, The latest findings from ResearchCo and Mario Canseco, its president, uh, it's available on their website, researchco.ca, or in your friendly neighborhood Glacier newspaper. Mario, always a pleasure. Thanks for this. My pleasure, Sterling. Anytime. Mario Canseco from Research Co. Three minutes to the news at 8 o'clock on CKNW. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.